Hallelujah. Are you blessed today? My technology messed up on me. Here we go. I posted this on my Facebook. A good father. I mean, just having a kid don't make you a good father. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Can I hear an amen? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Dr. Billy Graham wrote this. Can I hear amen now? Amen. Do y'all believe that fathers are a valuable asset? Come on, let's hear an amen. Come on, this is Father's Day today. One of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets of our society. That is so true. And uh, we need to, uh, we need to uh, know how to work a phone. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and today we're going to celebrate fathers. And listen, I didn't get any amen from the women in the first service, and I didn't expect any. But I got some from the men who were brave enough to say amen. But then I had to pray, pray, pray Psalms 91 and the angels over the men after the message. But today, ladies, it's about the men. Okay, thank y'all. So we're going to minister some things. And one of the things, you know, how many got perfume today for Father's Day? Anybody got cologne? Huh? Cologne, yeah, cologne. Cologne. Anybody got a rod and reel? Okay, you got cologne? All right. Anybody got a reel? Anybody got a gun? Anybody got... Ammunition. Anybody got a tie? I, uh, I mean, we get these gifts. But I want to talk to you today about the gift that keeps giving. And over five times in the word of God, it says, honor, honor your father and your mother. And two different times, one in the Old Testament. And then Paul said in Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. Say honor. honor. Honor your father and mother. Listen to this. This is the first commandment. And it's part of the Ten Commandments. With a promise. With a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on earth. How many know honor is the gift that keeps on giving? And if there's a relationship broken between you and your parents. If there's something that has happened. I'd encourage you to renew that relationship and, and, and honor your parents and show them honor. And there's some things we're going to be talking about today, but there's something else I want to get into. And the word honor means the noun describes to esteem that one and to honor implies to acknowledge that person's right to such respect. It means a profound respect and a love or devotion to show honor and reverence by act or gesture of submission or humility. And this is a biblical honor representing the father. And so I want to just talk about not only honoring fathers today, but I want to talk about honoring men, honoring your man. And the Bible tells us this, and it's something that we're supposed to do. And it says here in uh, Ephesians 5, 3, however, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself. Say amen, men. Amen. I mean, you're supposed to love yourself. Listen, I, I think, you know, I'm not talking about being in love with yourself. What I started thinking about when I read that, I heard about a guy the other day who didn't have two fingers. And uh, it just made me thank God for all 10 of my fingers. I mean, I love my hands. I love my fingers. I can do things with them. I love my heart. Thank God my heart works because I'd be dead if it didn't. So I thank God for my two lungs. I thank God for my eyes so that I can see. Thank God for two ears that I can hear. And the older I get, the more I feel different bones. I didn't know that was there. So I thank God for more bones and everything. And I mean, when you hurt yourself, you appreciate those little parts of your body more. So cutting off my wife would be like cutting off my heart, cutting out my heart. 
Cutting off my wife would be like cutting off my hands or my feet because I need them. How many of you men, you need your wives? Can I hear an amen? So it says, you're supposed to love your, your wife as you love yourself. But then look what it says here. The wife must. Somebody, I want to hear some ladies cry out, must. Oh, thank you. The wife must what? Respect, honor her husband. Don't hit your wife yet. I didn't even get to the first point. Honor and respect your husband. Listen, I'm going to preach some things and say some things that you don't usually hear from the pulpit. But if you let the world teach you, and if you've never been taught, you'll never know and you'll never win. It's information that builds a home. And some things here I want to share with you. It talks about respecting. So go back to the definition of respect. To show respect and esteem to another. To pay honor. To praise. Devotion. It's part of that same word. And I want to show you something here. In Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 12. It says. While the king sat at his table. My spikenard sent forth its fragrance. And when I read about this. One of the things I want to share with you. Is that if you read a few verses before. He's not a king. The man that's being talked about here is a shepherd with a flock of sheep. He's a shepherd by living, but in the house, he's the king. You may be a plumber out there, but in your house, you need to be treated like a king. You might clean floors, cut grass. You might be a carpenter. I don't know what your job is. Whatever your job is, you're that out there, but in the house, ladies, he should be treated like a king. Can I hear an amen in the house? I see somebody go, yeah, amen. I see another man crying over there. God bless you. <laughs> there are some messages that cost us. But listen, they're still from the word. The word of God says, wives, you're supposed to respect your husbands. Here in Song of Solomon, we see it says to treat them like a king. And I got a confirmation Friday night from our guest. We had brother... Uh, um, uh, Gary Bentley, who was from Teen Challenge, sharing with us. And when we were walking down the hall, I told him what I was, be, I was going to speak on today. And he told me a story that happened at Teen Challenge. They, they do different things to raise money. One of the things they did was to raise rabbits. And it was a hot August day, and the rabbits did not want to mate. So one of the young men, in turn, got a hold of the word of faith. And he got the Bible, and he started walking in between the rabbits' cages, reading Song of Solomon out loud. So he was walking between the rabbit cages, commanding the female rabbits to get off their back and, and, and the male rabbits to go to work. And he was reading Song of Solomon. And uh, of course, I asked him, I said, well, did it work? He said, no. But anyway, it didn't work. For <laughs> but in the house, how many of you men would like to be treated like a king? Oh, my God. Come on now. Be brave in the house. Today's your day. The ladies had their day last month. Now it's your day. In your house, how many of you men would like to be treated like a king? All right, there you go. You want to be treated like a king. Well, the word respect means deep admiration for someone. To have deep respect for their abilities, their qualities, and their achievements. To celebrate their achievements. And and I want you to see a lot of different things are this. Women, ladies... If you would do the same thing with your men that you do with your kids, your men would be a lot farther. I mean, if you would praise their achievements like you do your kids, man, they, yeah, that's good. I mean, if you would praise their achievements like you do their kids, they wouldn't be looking for somebody else to praise their achievements. 
if you would praise, wow, you got a raise. Let's put it on the refrigerator, praise God, right next to the coloring rainbow. I mean, get excited about their achievement. I mean, teach them, treat them like a king. And so it means to praise their abilities, qualities, achievements. The state of being admired and respected. How many of us would love to be admired and respected? And this word do, and I'll read Peter use this word and what it means in a little bit. Do regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, and traditions of them. To have due regard for their feelings, their wishes, and their their rights. Avoid harming or interfering with their lives. That's respect. There's an amen over there. There's respect right there by respecting your man, respecting your husband. And I want to share three things. I'm going to give you some man gifts today, but I'm going to share three things that will help you ladies show respect to your men. And the first way, I hope you're taking notes, is to show respect verbally. How you communicate. And when you read the laws of communication, one of them is not just the words you're spitting out. But listen now, number one law, the tone behind those words. Curve the tone. Watch the tone. I love what somebody said. Your freedom of speech should not mean my bondage for life. Just because we have the freedom to speak don't mean we have the right to speak our mind. A lot of times we say, well, I could just say what I want to. No, you can't. Not according to the word of God. A wise person controls their tongue. And it talks about in this communication about being careful that your freedom of speech doesn't mean you have to always be speaking. For example... You, now, in the corner. Ladies, don't talk to your men that way. You're laughing, but I've seen it happen. Yes, ma'am. Shh. <laughs> You've been in the corner too, brother. <laughs> I got my name. I was here. Anyway, got a roll of magazines right there in the corner. <laughs> anyway, listen. We got to curve the way we talk. You, now. Okay, Jane, I'm Tarzan. Let's get in the corner then. I mean, tone, watch the tones, watch the way, watch the commands. Even if you are the major breadwinner, even if he did mess up. And I want to start off right now saying, hey, listen, who has not messed up and who has not needed mercy and forgiveness? All of us. So listen, I want you to break that man-hating spirit today. And I want you to forgive whatever your husband or any other man has ever done to hurt you. And I want you to release that because when you hear this message, you're going to go, ain't no man deserves that. Well, Jesus said he does. Because the man you're mad at is made in his image. Oh, come on. I feel a preaching spirit coming on me now. Glory! But it's respect and honor. And thank you all for those grins. I thank God for those grins back there. I had one man just wink at me. I know I'm going all right. So you watch it verbally. Here's another one. In relationships. Listen. I know you may not like his family. But you can dislike them privately. But you don't have to show it publicly. To disrespect his family is to disrespect him. And listen, there's some. Go to, go, go to the family's reunion. Go to the family's house. And just sit in the corner. Cross their legs, cross their arms, or do their nails. Uh Uh-huh. I know you. I can't stand you. And and, and by doing that, and then they go, oh, look, the the baby's hungry. Well, call my husband. Call your son to come feed his son. That's not treating him like a king. You did not marry a man 
Excuse my language. You did not marry a man for him to live the rest of his life kissing your butt. I'm going to say it like it is. Today is our day. And next week, I'm, next week I'm preaching the gospel. I'm going back to the Bible. I promise. But listen. Ladies, do not expect your men to always go around kissing up to you. The Bible says they're supposed to be treated like a king. And of course, you're supposed to be treated like a queen. But that was Mother's Day. That's past. Now it's Father's Day. And you disrespect him by the way you act in front of his family. And listen, if you don't do it, you send your kids. How many have ever seen this? A little kid comes up. Daddy, 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 daddy. Oh my God. Daddy, daddy. What, baby? Mama says she's tired. Your family's white trash and she's ready to go. (laughs) How many know your kids don't have a filter? Whatever they hear, whatever they see, they will repeat and they will do. Mama says she's ready. She don't like your family. The food sucks. The food stinks. And ain't nobody here she likes. She says, I'm in the car. You better come now. Mama said. Mama said. God help the man who lives in a situation like that. But that's not biblical. Come on, man. That's not biblical. Oh, boy. I feel my hair standing up right now. It's either the anointing or y'all want to kill me one. But listen, you don't, you don't see this and you don't hear this. And so the church continues heading towards divorce. And the, the, the evangelical church has more divorces than the Mormons and the occults. So if we don't ever hear this, we don't even know how to change. And what a great day to change on Father's Day. Amen. So we have to watch these things, how we act and everything. And then not only, you know, verbally or relationally, but another way we show respect is intellectually. Stop calling them stupid, even if we are. You don't have to confirm it. You're proud of your kid and you tell them, oh, you're just so smart. Don't worry about that F. F means fantastic. Oh, thank you, mom. I mean, just because your husband can't handle a hammer... Like Brother Robbie. Or he can't handle some other type of thing. like another, Or can't do a computer or something like that. Doesn't mean he's useless. Or my husband, he's just useless. All he does is eat and sit in the chair. I ask him to do something. It's better off. I try to do it. Give me that screwdriver and you sit down. You can't do it. He's useless. Of course he's useless. You're beating him down. Give him a chance. I mean, no, three times. Let him try three times. And after three times, you call somebody to do it for you. But don't be calling him useless and don't be treating him like he's useless. I mean, gee whiz, you got to make him feel like he's important. Amen. Don't talk, you know, brag, you know, you're a thinker, intellectual, brain. You know, just don't focus on his weak areas. You always, you always, you always. No, not always. Focusing on the weak areas. We got to think about the good areas, the strong areas. Can I hear an amen? Stop saying, oh, that was stupid. That was your opinion. Just drop it. Edify them, build them up, and watch things change. Gift number two. First one, respect and honor. Number two, admiration. Say admiration. 
It means to regard, to esteem, to applause, to praise, to compliment. Look what this lady, she knew how to talk it. You know, so many times I hear pastors preaching Song of Solomon about uh, for men to speak to women. But man, they got some stuff in here from, from the women to speak to the men. And look at this one. As an apricot tree stands out in the forest, my lover stands above the other young men in town. You read that, you think, what in the world does that mean? As an apricot tree in the forest, that means that all the other trees look the same except for that one. He stands out. My husband stands out. Baby, I wouldn't trade you for nobody in Hollywood. Tell you right now, if you Jackman walk through that door, my wife might get his autograph, but she's coming on with me. I know it, I think. But you stand out. You stand out. Baby, nobody catches my eye like you do. And the women want the men to say that to them. But the women, you got to say it to the man. Because if you're not telling your man he stands out, there's a lot of other people who's going to tell him he's standing out. There's always going to be other people to bring admiration to him and, and all that. You need to say, baby, you're, you're the only one. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. I'm the only one who has you. I'm so glad that you're mine. I'm a blessed woman because you're my husband. How many of you know, ladies, you need to say that to your husbands? Come on, give them in a hand. Listen, if you will praise your man, he'll be throwing the credit card and money at you. You won't have to be begging. He'll be throwing it at you. Here, go buy you some. Go shopping. I don't care where you go. Oh, just say a little bit. The power you have in your words. So you build him up. Because TV and the boss and culture is tearing him down. And listen, your man needs a place to go where he can be built up. Can I hear an amen? So the second gift is admiration. The third gift is going to be celebration. Say celebration. Celebration is... Admiration is how you feel. Celebration is what you do. And look what she says here. You're so handsome, my love. Pleasing beyond words. Soft is our bed. I don't have the words to say how I feel. So I'm going to show you, honey. Boo, 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 boo. Stay home tonight, boo. I got something for you. I mean, I'm going to show you. It's something that you got to see here, that I love you beyond words. It's celebration. I celebrate you. Because, ladies, you don't know the power you have. Adam bit the apple because of his wife's tongue. Samson bit the dust because of Delilah's tongue. And Proverbs talks about a woman who had a collagen shot in her lips because it says she had upturned, she had big old lips. And because of her lips, she caused that man to fall. You got powers in your word. Even the Bible says, and Peter says, that by your lifestyle, you convert and win your husband over. You got power in your words. My little, my little niece yesterday over the house and her little son's a year and a half. And she goes, oh, he's just the cutest baby in the world. I mean, you ought to see children just bright up. You ever seen? That's my boy. He's, and the children just bright up and all that. Listen, men are just little boys too. I mean, you end, up, you end up telling your husband, man, baby, I like the way your arms are feeling. He'll jump down and do 20 for you right there. <laughs> and older ladies know how to trick you. You go to Lowe's and they'll go, you look like a, a healthy young man, strong young man. Would you please take that off the top shelf? Sir, sure, ma'am. Oh, that's nothing. Anything else? Just words of admiration. Words of celebration. It's amazing what words can do, and you can do that. And also, 
Every man needs recreation. Say amen. amen. Let you a man play. He's a kid. Let him have fun. I got to show you a scripture. You say, I don't believe that. Here's Solomon again. Look at this. King Solomon made for himself the carriage. He made it of wood from Lebanon. Its post he made of silver, its base of gold. Its seats were upholstered with purple. The interior inlaid with love, daughters of Jerusalem. Listen to me. In other words, Solomon had thousands of chariots and thousands and thousands of horses. Horses. Solomon didn't need another chariot, but Solomon wanted another chariot. Solomon wanted to pimp his ride. That's what it says right there. I don't like the factory realms. I'm getting some big 22s. And I'm getting some big tars. Why do you need that? I don't need that. I want that. Has he done all of his responsibilities? Yeah. Then let him play. Let him be a man. Let him have fun. But we don't need that. We need to put that money in the bank. Oh, come on. You know, you just wait for him to die so you can get his big check. Let him have fun. Let him pimp his rifle out. Let him have fun. Don't be so controlling. Got to control everything. Solomon said, look, I, I want to pimp my carriage. And when it says, it says there that his post everything, it says the interior inlaid with love. You know that love is another word like I got to have my boom, boom, boom. I got to have, he needed sound. He needed a sound system in that chariot. He put him some speakers and some equalizers and he had, he had a woofer in the back. That chariot was going, man. I got that boom, boom, boom. I mean, he had the music going. Solomon, it was enjoying life. Man, his golf cart had rims and spinners, dude. He was enjoying life. Ladies, let your men enjoy life. Maybe he don't need night vision goggles. But it sure is cool at night to wear them when you're going to the bathroom. Maybe he doesn't need a flashlight or a special uh, laser on his gun. But when he shows it to his buds, whoa, whoa. You go, man, what do you need all that for? I, I don't need it. I want it. Then, baby, you buy the best. I'll do without makeup for two weeks and pedicures, but you buy the best. I want you happy. Amen? You don't have to control everything. Let them have some fun. Amen? Number five, look at this. Y'all ready for some fun? He took me home <laughs> for a festive meal. But his eyes, I see some men already smiling like, I'm going to have me a father's day today. I'm going to take a nap at 2.30. Oh, look at this now. He took me home, but his eyes feasted on me. You want to give your husband a gift? God wired us, ladies, to be visual. The Bible all talks about God sees God's eyes. It all talks about the seeing eyes of God. Men are visual. You dress up to go to work, but when you get home, you put that shirt on. You put Momo's Mumu on. And you look like a Mumu. And men, men are visual. Listen, ladies, you got to burn. 
burn your image in his mind. I can still tell you everything my, war, my wife wore last Sunday. Oh, it's in my mind. And I'm reading John three sixteen, and God so loved the world. And my mind went to last Sunday. And God didn't get mad at me because he wired me like he is visual. And I got off the Bible and I got on her in my mind. <laughs> my mind just went there. No, I was at work when this happened. <laughs> Y'all bad. Y'all bad. Visualization. She says, I'm going to take a shower. Okay. Boy, see y'all later. Go cut the grass. And listen, ladies, just because you've been married a long time, you got to work that. You got to work that. Huh? Got to work it. Work what your mama gave you. Don't matter how much of that you got, work that. Visualization. Work that texting. Brother Gary was preaching on heaven. Friday night. Preaching on heaven. And I got a text from my wife. I forgot about heaven. My mind went somewhere else. It wasn't bad. It was, it was good. But listen. Visualization. Because ladies, if you can get you imprinted on his mind. You don't have to go around imprinting other women. Give him something to look at. Let him feast his eyes on you. Let him enjoy you. And when you do, don't say, oh, I look like this. I look like, don't say nothing. Just, he don't care. Just let him enjoy. I, what, what you said, that's just what I want. Oh, well, some men really talking it now. And you're saying, you know what? I'm single. Listen, learn now. I'm going to be preaching to singles pretty soon. But today is the Father's Day. And you deserve this day. How many of you men appreciate these gifts I'm giving you today? Hey, yeah, okay. God created you to see. Jake, sit down. God created... <laughs> it's getting hot in here. It is getting hot in here. Thank you. Yeah, it is getting hot in here. <laughs> Peter said, Peter said, he used the word in the Greek, in, in King James, do affection or authentic feelings. Be real with him. Be intimate with him. Praise him. You got, you've got to do that. Make, leave an impression that makes him think of you of random times. And I, I don't know, all of a sudden, he's thinking about you. All of a sudden, his mind is going there. Man, if his mind goes there, Wait till he gets home. He won't be in that bad mood. Because, you know, he's coming home to you. Who he's been thinking about. You getting this? It's as far as I can go in that. You got to figure the rest out. Number six. Sixth gift. Consummation. But all I'm going to say, no, all I'm going to say is thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord. That's all I'm going to say about that subject there. Because I've got a boy on the front row and one on the back row. That's all I'm going to say. But I did come prepared because I'm not going to say no more than consummation. 
but there's this book by pastor, pastor, Ed and Lisa Young. And it's called Sex Pyramid. Like peppermint, but sex pyramid. I don't see nobody writing this book down. You need to write this book down. Or inbox me and I'll tell you the name of this book. But this book is something else. Uh, first thing he teaches is he taught all of his church to, to, ha- to be together seven days without, seven days in a row. And his church changed and the couples got stronger and stronger. And he taught that. I hear one amen. I love this one. Listen to this. Stop making sex excuses and start making love. The math of marriage. I don't know what that is. I can't tell you some of these things. You have to find it out on your own. But there's one chapter that's called pillow talk. We don't know what to say. Well, there's a chapter pillow talk. And then I'm not going to tell you. This one is the last one I tell you. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. That's chapter nine. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. That's chapter nine. Hallelujah. Okay. I know you've never been any visitors here for the first time today. Please show me mercy. Please show me mercy. Last one. The last gift I'll give you today because I'm going to give you time to go take your pictures. And I, I, I need to go. Uh, gift number seven. Better to live on a corner of a roof than share a house with a quarrelsome woman. I need a backup. Proverbs 27, 15. A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. I feel you, brothers. So I'm going to share this. And I wrote a new title. I'm going to make it a book. Stop the drama mama. I wrote it down. I love that. Stop the drama mama. Every thing on TV, all the weekly shows, it's all about drama. Drama, 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 drama. And some of you like those drama queens. You like those drama shows. And you learn from that. To complain and murmur. But do you know, complaining, murmur, and drama is what kept Israel out of the promised land. And drama on Facebook, drama at work, drama at home, drama, drama, quit the drama. And he won't be going to the lake when it's pouring down rain because it's better out there than it is in the home. Stop complaining, stop murmuring. It's, this is a culture that is to air your drama, just to air the drama. That doesn't edify or help anybody. You take your needs to the Lord. You don't have to air your drama, especially to one another, to other ladies. Eve and women were called to be helpers. When Isaac's mom died, Rebecca took Isaac into his mother's tent and comforted him. And he got over the sorrow of losing his mom. Ladies, the potential you can give us men is, is beyond comprehension. In ministry, in life, at work. Instead of hearing your drama, if he'd hear your praise, everything would go to another higher level. We have to learn to control our tongue and not complain and gripe about everything and be a helper. You can make him better or you can make him worse. And a lot of it has to do with your heart or with, with your mind or, or with how you speak to him. 
You know, men are different than women. I've never called a brother up and say, hey, bro, what's going on? Oh, brother, man, I, I just can't talk right now. I'm so hurt. So what's the matter? Oh, my wife, she told me something that hurt me. You never hear a man talk like that. You call up and they go, hey, bro, what's going on? Oh, man, nothing much, just chilling. He'll never open his heart. Well, you call a lady, she'll open up her heart, you know. But a man won't open up his heart. He'll keep it in. And then the day comes where he explodes. And he's not exploding over right now. He's exploding over something that happened a month or two ago. But he's keeping it in. Because he can't share it with you because you're going to blow up on him. Who can he share it with? What can he do? Well, one of the answers is stop controlling your husband and let him be with other brothers. Let him be with men. Let him have men's night. Because listen, he, a man will never get his identity by hanging around his wife. He gets identity by hanging around with his father and other men. Why? He's got something in common with other men. And if your man loses in getting his identity, you lose in getting your man. If your man can't get his identity, how can he help a child get his? How can he help you, lady, get yours? And always controlling. You know, well, I, I, need, you to, I need you to be home. You know, if you're not home, who's going to cook? <laughs> if you're not home, who's going to clean? Let your man be a man. You don't have to have your foot on him. You don't have to be controlling him every minute. Let him enjoy life. Give him some freedom. Let him have some fun. He's not being bad. We're here at the men's meeting talking about Jesus and you. Yeah, that's right. No, no. No man ever mentions his wife. A man will never mention his wife at a men's meeting. Because every woman there knows who your wife is. We're not going to talk about you. We're going to talk about Jesus and having fun and having a good time. And we're going to bond. Amen. Just like you have your friends, your man needs his friends. You can't be all up in there controlling everything. You've got to let him have some freedom. You've got to let him experience some fun. Can I hear some amens in here? Amen. amen. Be brave, men. Don't leave me up here by myself. Let them just feel free to be better men and better husbands. And wives, we need you. We need you to encourage us. We need you behind us. Behind every man is a good woman telling him he's nothing. No, that's an old joke. Don't believe that. There is a good woman behind every good man. And ladies, the potential and how God wants to use you in such a great way with your husbands, with the father of your children and the great grand, the grandfather of your grandchildren. Build your lives together. Invest. Invest. If there's a weakness, there's material everywhere available to get help. I like this book and others. Whatever the issue may be. How to communicate, the rules of communication. Because you cannot invest too much into your marriage to where you can get something out of it. Everybody has to work on it. It doesn't come natural for anyone. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of heartfelt research. It takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of dying to ourselves. It takes a lot of humbling ourselves. It takes a lot of learning. It's, it takes a lot from losing to better learn how to make it. This coming Thursday, my wife and I are celebrating 32 years of marriage. 32 years of marriage. This Thursday. And is it perfect? No. It's gotten so much better, but it's taken a lot of work on both ends. It, in, it ended up being both of us making changes and honestly, mostly me. I'm off the hook now. 
I'm off the hook now. I'm okay. Because you see, I ain't going home with you. I'm going home with her. And she's cooking spaghetti and she's got some poison in the backyard. So I got to make sure we're okay. But there is so much there to work on. And it's worth staying together and working it out together. Yeah, you go through some rough times. Yes, there's some storms. Yes, there's some rough waters. Yes, some there are good times. Yes, there's some bad times. But it does get better. Everything about marriage just gets better and better with years. Just stay and encourage. Be willing to listen. Be willing to learn. And be humble. Let God help you honor him. And I tell you, you honor him, he's going to honor you. You honor him, he's going to want to be with you. Not out of obligation, but he's addicted to you. You you, You are his crack and cocaine. You are his addiction. You are that desire that drives him. You are that desire that makes him who he is. So just, just learn to let God help you enhance your marriage. And that was a bad example. But anyway, he wants you. There's a father, the son, the Holy Ghost, and then there's you and him. Or you and her. Let God unite and build your marriage. Amen. Well, man, did you get some gifts today? Did y'all enjoy this? Ladies, do y'all still love me? Okay. But let, let's ask God to help us. And I want to invite you, would you stand, please? I'm going to let you out early so you can go have your pictures. Make sure you take advantage of all these fine cars that these men brought. And we're so excited about it. But as you close your eyes and you bow your head for just a moment, we cannot end this service. And even though we're celebrating Father's Day, we have our Heavenly Father in heaven. Holy, righteous, pure. And he loves you, his, ch- his children. But if you're here today and you're not a child of God, if you're here today and you know your life has not been right with him, you know you've been living a life not pleasing to God, you're lost. Maybe you, you don't know if you'd go to heaven or hell today. If that's you, I want to invite you right there where you are to raise your hand and say, I need to be saved right now today. If that's you, raise your hand. God bless you, sis. Anybody else today, you know you've got to give your life over to Christ. You know you need to surrender it today. You need to make the Heavenly Father your Father on Father's Day. Anyone else today? Anyone else? Just raise your hand one more time. Anyone else? Raise your hand and keep it up. Raise your hand and keep it up. Yes, God bless you too. Anyone else? Would you two come?